I want to welcome you to the Pro Mindset Podcast. The Pro Mindset Podcast is all about diving into the headspace that results in championship performance. High-performing athletes, winners, have this mental flow and have a positive headspace for their performances and success. Join me, Craig Doman, sports attorney and NFL agent, on this podcast. I will interview pro athletes, college athletes, football coaches, and sports personalities. Together, we can discover how you can get in the flow and have your own pro mindset. I want to welcome today to Pro Mindset two beautiful young ladies who happen to be either married or soon to be married to NFL players, uh, better known as WAGs, wives and girlfriends of pro athletes. I have Nina and Hannah, and Nina is the soon-to-be bride of one of my linebackers who plays for the Houston Texans, Dylan Cole, and Hannah is the new bride of the long snapper for the Indianapolis Colts, Luke Rhodes. Welcome, guys, to the show. <laughs> so I want to thank you guys for being on today. Let's start out by first just talking about what it's like to have a honey that plays in the NFL. So many things. I know. Right? I feel People like... have no idea what it's, what it's really like. Well, I think it's totally different than what a lot of like TV shows or media projects it to be. And I think it's totally different than what I thought it was going to be from the outside. You don't know what it's like until you're in it. Until you're in it. Yeah. yeah. It's a completely... The life is just way different, yeah, like you said, than anyone thinks. Very it independent. It's awesome. At first, when, because we were, I was new to it just like he was, it was so cool, and you're like living it, and this is the dream, and then it still is the dream. I mean, it's, you know, we're very blessed, but it's, it's a grind. <laughs> so, from my many years of experience in working with players, mm-hmm. I feel like the people that are kind of like forgotten about are the wives because when the players are going through training camp you're going through training camp when he's isolated in camp you're isolated at home oh i mean true yeah i think that's why it's very independent i don't think people realize that especially from like our perspective you really yes you have a significant other but they're gone from 6 a.m till 6 37 depending on if they're getting treatment x y and z every day during season well, and it's it's hard to be for me. I mean, yeah. too. Like you're before I met Luke, I was independent, doing my thing. Like never relied on anyone. And then you get <laughs> you get into this life, and like you're like we're living in their shadows. Yeah. Like it's never. It's always about Luke, and even like with me when like getting like a new job, it's people will care about what does he do. Like, yeah. People are interested. No, they're excited about meeting him. So it's just people like you. It's hard to be an like an independent woman married to an NFL football player because you're just like I. I moved there. I had to give up my whole life to move and be with him. And it's not like you know. Even now that we have we have to have flexible jobs because he wants to go on vacation or he wants to do this when he's off. And you know if we had. Like normal jobs, yeah. you can't do that. Well, so. I told I when Dylan and I talk about it, I say like life goes through different phases, and you have to remember that. But right now, football is life. Is life like it is <laughs> life? And it's good, bad, ugly, day to day, in season, out of season, um, injured, not injured. Football is life it's for him, life. for me, for our families, for y'all. Well, like, you have to day. yeah, and then in off season, like right now, you have to take full advantage of every moment you get together because once football starts it's gone like us now we're trying to do house projects and I'm not doing all that stuff by myself so I'm like we're gonna do this now and people are like why are you trying to do so much at once and I'm like because once he goes to season he's gone like he's not here he is here one day on an off day and he doesn't want to do anything but sleep because he's just like even stuff that people don't think about I know Dylan eats really clean so is Luke like going out to restaurants when it's season we're cooking at home every night. So it's like you are you're in your little bubble and you right now anything. it's like see as much family as you can, eat out when you want to eat out. Because Live from August life. through I mean, you have to predict February, everyone wants to go to Super Bowl. It is it's the routine and they come home, they want dinner and they want to go to bed. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Nothing else. How do you fight for for your own identity in your marriage with your friends? 
with your relatives when everything is centered around your honey? With my friends, I feel like friends is kind of easy because my friends are like, they're team Hannah all day. Like they are, they're all about anything that I can do to, you know, better myself. Family is kind of the, kind of the same way. It's like, I think for me, it's figuring out, making sure I have like a passion of mine and I have something that like, yeah. I get to pursue. Even if it's not, you know, um, I know that there's like plenty of women within the NFL that do not work. So it doesn't even have to be work-related. It could be, I don't know, a craft that you like to do or um, if you like to work out, which that's, yeah, yeah, mine's just like fitness. So I make sure that I have like my core and like my own passion because at some point football will end for the guys and they'll have to kind of reevaluate. So I feel like we have to have our That's going to be a hard hitter when that happens. I know. It'll be bad. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to know what hit them when that happens. But, yeah, no, you're – you have to have your own thing or you're going to get lost. It can be anything. Like, it can literally, like, if you like to journal. I mean, there's, like, endless possibilities. But I think the worst thing you can do is not the worst thing, but what what a lot of people do and I think they get caught up in is trying to, like, live through their, their partner, their spouse who is playing. And you're not going to get what they get from it because you're not – that's not you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to – have a line of like support but you also have to have a niche of your own well let's talk about game day you're in the you're in the family section in the stadium Mm -hmm. and inevitably from time to time you're going to hear somebody bashing your honey (laughs) or bashing one of your friends honeys Uh how do you deal with the criticism that you might read on the internet see on social media or just happen to hear in the ladies restroom at the stadium on game day Oh my gosh. You know, I don't know. Do you have a Twitter? No. So I have I have a Twitter. I could not tell you the last time like I posted something on Twitter. But man, they people roast other like players and stuff. And and I don't know if it's because people are behind a screen, but Twitter's brutal to people. I know. And I mean, that's like kind of just a random random thought, but it happens to everybody every game. Like, nobody is going to be perfect. And I think that when you're not the one playing the game, it's a lot easier to point fingers and say, I would have done this or I would have done that. So oh, I yeah. just always, I almost look at it as not ignorance, but they just don't know any better. Like, these people are are watching professional athletes who make the game look really, really easy. They have no idea. Yeah, yeah they just don't have a perspective of what it, what's really, like, going on. I mean, we don't even know. And we're like... No idea. With them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm, I get heated. Like yeah. I can't. I can't go to like I'm the loud standing the whole time, and everyone else isn't like that. So that's why I like to go with like my people because I'm like in the game. Yeah, like yeah. when we were at yeah. Texas, like I'm up the whole time, like whatever. And that some people don't like that. I'm like that. They think that you know. But I'm like this is this is our team. I'm going to hold it down for them. And, yeah. Um, but I think you just have to, like, it, it becomes, like, I feel like you get into, like, the business mindset where you don't even think about stuff like that yeah. anymore. It's, you should just start to, like... Well, nine out of ten times, people start to figure out, I think, it takes a little bit, but during games, people figure out that you're associated mm-hmm. in some way, whether yeah. it's, like, a family member or, uh, I think... Fans are aware of their surroundings, and sometimes they'll, like, slip up. I know there was a game, like, I want to say it was last year, and there was a fan in front of us, and they were just every every player. I mean, they were criticizing everybody. And sure enough, like, Dylan missed a tackle or something, and um, they had said something, and it was just one of those things where it's just like, hmm, that's fine. They don't, they're just watching the game and picking at everything. Yeah. I think you just have know. to not, you have to have tough skin, because it doesn't matter. What do you see as your coaching role of being a, a spouse of a football player? What kind of coaching do you give your honey? Support. I would say, I don't know. It depends. It depends on the day though too. Because some days I kind of, I read Dylan's body language and the type of day he's had and then figure out which direction like to. I need to kind of take. Because there's days where, you know, I don't know, you've had a bad day or it's hot outside. We live in Houston, so it's scorching all the time. But there's some days where he just doesn't really want to talk very much. But I think if we're thinking thoroughly, like, just support, 
making sure he's in the right mindset. The mentality that they mm-hmm. have is huge. Well, I and think some days they that, question that. Well, like being able to come home and like cut it off because like that there will be times when Luke comes home and he has nothing to say and I'm like, I haven't seen you all day. Like yeah. you don't have anything to talk about. Like. Stop thinking about it's hard, but stop. You gotta like cut it off. And yeah, you're at home <laughs> we now. We need to talk about something. Yeah. We almost don't. I try almost, especially during season, because it is a long season. I almost try not to even really talk about football unless Dylan wants to talk about football. Give because it's like a break. Yeah. Like you've been there all day. The last thing I wanna do is, oh, how's your day? Did this go right? Did this go wrong? Oh, what happened with this person? It's more or less like maybe I tell him about my day or. Just anything not football related. Yeah, Everybody seeks um, like positive affirmations somewhere. Some like I seek it from him. They seek it from us. It's just in different ways. So I think it varies truly like every day. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, one of the things that I see that happens in relationships with spouses of NFL players is the following: off season is awesome. Vacations, downtime, flexibility. Even OTAs are a couple hours a day for the vets. So there's a lot of free time. You can go see your friends, college friends, high school friends, family. And then after the 4th of July, and we're there right now, the players start counting down in their mind, and the spouses do too. Camp starts on July 23rd, mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it may be. And so players kind of have their like list of things that they want to get done because they know they're not going to get it done during the season. Mm-hmm. But more importantly than that, the spouses do too. So I see more conflict in relationships during that window because once they go off to camp, they're gone. You could be mad at them. You could have a laundry, you know, a honeydew list a mile long. They're not doing it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. And then after a long season, which is five months, yeah, sometimes six, mm-hmm. of them doing nothing, of them doing Being nothing football, around the house, only football, football, all football, yeah, because that's their livelihood. That's that's the. The, the couple's livelihood, so you got to do everything that's going to pour into his career. Mm-hmm. So what typically happens in that window is the guys start thinking about all the fun things they'd like to do that they didn't get to do for the last five months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as the season's over, like sleep, go fishing, go hunting, <laughs> go do something. Right? Things. And Mama Bear has got the same idea. Mm-hmm. All the honeydews that he didn't finish before he started camp or haven't gone away. So she's got a, a list a mile long. So about the time he goes, hey, I want to do this. Well, I thought you were going to do that. And oh, baby, I need you to do this. And he's like, well, I thought I was going to do that. So another bone of conflict. Yeah. So just kind of share with us how that works in your all's world. That's definitely, it's exactly, <laughs> that's what, what I'm saying now, what we're going through. But even like that part of it is that, you know, you have all this stuff that you want to do. But also when off season hits, like, you go from him being in season to you're on your own. Like, you're living your own life. Like, I'm doing my own thing every day. And then they're in off-season and y'all are together. Like, you know, well, they're 24-7. Ready. They are and ready to spend every minute of every day with you. And why do you have to do that? Or what? Well, for the past five, six months, this is what I've, this been, is doing. What I've been doing. Yeah, so that, I think that is probably, because you get, after like a month, you're like, all right, you're starting to get on my nerves. We need a break. <laughs> like, you know, because you're used, I mean, I mean, that would be like that with anyone. But yeah, I I can't, like, we're, we're facing that right now, but I, I can't imagine like when we have kids. We try to, I think every year you kind of learn what to tweak or adjust and how Things maybe transition a little bit better here and there. But I know (laughs) the way we approach things now is totally different than our first year. But, I mean, there's no book of, like, this is how to, like, be successful and (laughs) not have mental breakdowns. (laughs) And, you know, Dylan and I really have been working on, like, appreciating where we are and when we're in each stage. Because you don't... You don't know when you're going to be done playing football. And I always try to remind him because you get caught up like in the locker room and it's just a different world. Obviously, I wouldn't know. I've never been in the locker room. (laughs) But the guys talk and this and that. And then it becomes like competition. Well, they have this that I don't have. And you lose sight of kind of like what's what's important. So I try to just tell Dylan, you know, like appreciate where we're at. 
for each, you know, for off season, for OTAs, for this, for the days where you're like, that was a really hard day because eventually you're going to look back and wish, man, to be able to like repeat that or, you know, I would, I would kill to do that. And you don't know when you're going to be done. So I think like just working on relaxing and appreciating each each spot, not being anxious for like, oh, I'm anxious for season. Sorry, I'm anxious for season to be over or to go on vacation, which is hard because naturally I feel like that's our our instinct is like we always want the next thing. We're always ready to like see what's after this or that. Yeah, you just have to communicate. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to think of a situation like. Luke wanted to buy, he wanted to get a new truck. And I was like, oh, you want to get a new truck? Well, I want all this stuff done at the house. So you, we're going to have to compromise here because. Okay, so hang on. Hang on, Hannah. So how does an NFL player respond when you say he can't go buy a truck? When he's the one that's making the cash. It's hard. How often does he say, hey, baby, who, who brings home the money? I'm very blessed to have a great husband, but never he's never that card. No, know. if he did, I don't know if we would be together. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be. I don't. Know. I mean, he he is never. He we're in it together, and he's he sees that. Like once I talk, I just have to talk him through it. Like, you know, we gotta get things done here. You can, you know. Well, I'm piggybacking off that because I'll tell Don sometimes. You know, I wish I. Not guilty, but I wish I contributed. Obviously, the money that they make is far greater than a part-time job, no matter like what you're doing. You or know, just a normal job. Or just for a normal your age. job. Yeah. Or... And so I get a sense of like I like I like to feel like I'm contributing and I'm you know adding to the pot. And he made a really good point to me one day because we were having a conversation about it. And he's like, "But you do. Like you do." a lot for me. Like I couldn't do what I do without you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you, you clean, you cook, you're independent, you're fit. Like you, you're just you, you know, I don't need you to bring in money. Um, that's not really like what I'm seeking. You know, I rather, he told me straight up too, that he would rather me just be there and like be present for us than be gone. Cause you know, we can work jobs, but that means that they're going on vacations without us or they're going home to see family without us because <laughs> jobs don't, they're not seasonal. Yeah. You don't get, you don't get no. off seasons in the <laughs> real world. I don't, so, and that's like, I think that's huge. Yeah, it is. And like Luke and I went through that. So like, I think everyone's like experience of that is different because like some people haven't been through that. Like yeah. if you got, you guys have never been apart or whatever, you yeah. know, whatever yeah. it is, any situation like Luke and I lived we were a long distance for two and a half years, yeah. and I worked my job, and he was at home, and he was, like, he'd be like, can you move yet? Can you move yet? Can you move yet? <laughs> and I'm like, but I, you know, I'm in my job, and this is, like, I'm happy with it. I'm doing well, you know? So, like, me making that move is, like, he knows that that's me contributing, but then yeah. as soon as I got there, and I'm like, I was having mental breakdowns, like, every other day, like... Like, what's, going, who am I, what's going on with me? Why am I crying all the time? But yeah. he's like, I'm like, because I feel like I'm not bringing value because I'm not bringing, you know, because you think that's exactly what's value. Money, yeah. But it's, Luke's like, yeah, he just has to like talk me off the ledge and he's like, no, like, you know, we chose this. So one of the things yeah. I can see from that is that there's monetary contribution and non-monetary contribution. I think that spouses bring a tremendous amount of non-monetary contribution to the household. And it's like making sure the groceries are, are taken care of, the laundry's taken, all those things, all those duties that unless you hire to have it done, he doesn't have to worry about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you are taking a lot of things off their plate so they can be clear-minded, focus, and excel at their job. Let's say the script was flipped mm-hmm. and you guys were the talent and you were playing and your spouses were supporting you. Would it be smart for them to say, no, I don't really want you to excel in your job because even though you're making millions of dollars as an actress or whatever you're doing, because I'm going to be selfish and I need to have a job too. So I think that what I've seen, it changes. Okay. So the sacrifices that you make now will be rewarded later. 
Mm-hmm. So one of my clients, he played for three teams, made over $30 million, and he became Mr. Mom the day he retired. <laughs> and his, his wife be, chased her dreams. It was her yeah. turn. It was yeah. her turn to chase her dreams. Yeah. And he was totally cool with it because mm-hmm. he was so sick of working. He just wanted to take the kids to school, yeah. take the kids to practice. He didn't mind going to the grocery store. He likes to cook. Yeah. So there's a possibility, depending on how financially well off you are when this is all over, that the script will flip and that your honeys will start supporting your dreams like you're supporting theirs now. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Luke already does. I mean, he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to get, like, I just got my real estate license. Do you want to get your real estate license? Do you want to yeah. start training? Like, what do you want to, he's already like that. So, but yeah, I can. I think it's all about difference. having, I think if you are selfless and you have a lot of grace in <laughs> in this world that we're in, then you can be really successful. But it's when one partner starts to be selfish and yeah, it, it can just spiral out of control. So I think always have an appreciation for your significant other and just, I don't know, being mindful it goes a long way. Dylan and I are best friends. So it's like, he supports me, I support him. We're always thinking of each other. And I mean, I could not imagine what it would be like if it wasn't that way. I I truly can't. Like, it's not something I can fathom. Yeah. But I think going back to like the off season, I think that during the off season is when they get a real good taste of what it would be like if we weren't there. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. he's I having to like take the trash out in the morning. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Did you pull the dumpster? No, we would do it anyways. But I mean, just like we don't have kids, but we have dogs, and he's like walking them two or three times a day, taking care of them. So I mean, he knows. He knows. They do. Yeah. It was last week, I think. I had made dinner, and I had a long day, um, and I just, I don't remember. I, I think I worked, like, in the morning and then went back and taught fitness that night. So I cooked dinner, and I was like, I'm just going to do the dishes tomorrow. Well, Dylan started doing them, and he came up, and he just gives me a hug. And he's like, what are you doing on Tuesday? And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll work in the morning and teach my classes, but that's it. And he goes... I just realized how much I hate doing the dishes, and I booked you a hydrofacial because I just really, really, really appreciate you. He did, you guys, he did two dishes. <laughs> and he did, I don't even think he put them in the dishwasher. But it's just like, it's the little, like that stuff, where it's just like you're reminded, like, I mean, something so small. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but off season, like they Mr. do. Mom. Luke yeah. is like, I'll be in the kitchen doing the dishes, and he'll come in and start like trying to help me and just slowly take over. And I'll be like, "You just do it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you just do it. He does everything, so we. Okay, let's move into a very juicy topic. Ooh. Social media. <laughs> How do you deal with social scary. media when you have some certain people out there? Call them Jersey Chasers. Call them what you want. <laughs> yeah. That love a challenge. Mm-hmm. Want to break up a relationship. And want to have a, a professional athlete as a, as a husband. And they might take a liking to your spouse. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with those kind of situations? You want to start that one or you want me to start no, that one? You, start that. you want me to start that one? I want, I want you. I'm Try again. The, yeah. Well, I will start with saying that Dylan does say, not Dylan doesn't have the perfect... Situation. Dylan doesn't have. He doesn't have an Instagram, which is I would say is probably the biggest social media platform, especially for those lovely females who are seeking for a challenge. Um, So I kind of lucked out with that one. (laughs) Now will Dylan have to get an inst? Not. I mean, he gets to do what he wants. But in the future, will he get one? That I don't know. Um, If he wanted one, I I would let him get one. That's fine. But Twitter, oddly enough, is like another one which I really did not think about. But there are people who will message him. He got like invited to a formal, which is weird to me, by just some girl. But honest to goodness, like in the simplest of terms, I would just say like having full on trust because it's going to happen. It happens to people all over the place, out at dinner, out at a bar. I mean, anywhere. And so I think them, especially having their little blue check mark of like verified or whatever it is, yeah. it just draws more attention. Well, we almost just... joke about it, truthfully, because if you start getting, if you get caught up in it, it is a bottomless black pit of just like doubt. And I don't mm-hmm. even let it phase me, but I think that making sure that 
your spouse or the guy is at least reassuring you, which is nice, but I don't really have to deal with it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you don't. I don't. They're just ruthless, like, relentless. Like, they hope. No mercy. <laughs> no, I mean, it'll be, like, as simple as, like, someone, after a game, somebody will send Luca a DM and be like, good game today. I'm just like, why? Like, that's nice, but what were your intentions in that? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't want to just say good game. Like, I don't know. It is, um... I could go on all day about this one. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I mean, I have the part of me who wants to yoke some of these girls up and be like, do you not see that I'm all over his page? Like, I know you do see it, but you just don't care. That's just it. That women just don't care. No, they just, they don't, they care. don't care. And it's like, oh gosh. <laughs> it's hard. It's, yeah. They I just, don't, like I said, I don't deal with it the way that Instagram is probably like the worst. I, and, like, I don't, like, most, because I know that everyone's going through it. I know it's not just, like, us or a a few people on the team. Like, I know it is every single woman is dealing with the same crap. So, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Like, what do you do, Craig? Yeah, Craig, Craig, what do you do in that situation? (laughs) Because a part of me, some of these girls, too, are in Indiana, and it's, like, it's like I know who these girls are, and I have to just control myself on a normal. Like I'm from the country. I couldn't do that. Like, we I don't do things that, that way. I would not. <laughs> like, like so, what are the it takes a lot of self control, and you. But it's another thing is like they don't like women. Like they're just they're creating such a bad name for themselves. Like that's such an ugly thing to do. Like it really is. It's such an ugly thing to do, and people just do it every day. So it's not even like you can't trust anyone else. Like you have to be able to trust your man. That's what it's not comes down work. to. Yeah, it's not gonna work, and you're gonna be miserable, and you're gonna be so insecure and doubting yourself every day because there, like, it never stops. Well, here's my perspective on it. I think number one, you have to talk about it with your partner. You mm-hmm. have to be very transparent with each other about this is the way of the world today. Mm-hmm. And when your honey makes a big play on TV in an NFL <laughs> game. There's girls sitting on the couches all over the place, could be anywhere in the country, that have access to your honeys through social media. Mm-hmm. They might send naked pictures. They may send messages. They may send invitations. They may send them a message that says, hey, I see you're coming to Cali in November for an away game. Let me know if you need some entertainment. So it boils down to trust between you and your spouse and your player and your man. And I think it also is very healthy to have conversations. And then I truly believe that there needs to be some type of an agreement between a man and a woman, especially when the man plays in the NFL, that he doesn't do anything that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because if it makes you feel uncomfortable, eventually it's going to make him feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's going to deteriorate your relationship. And so if he's all in, and if you're all in, you kind of have to make that decision that, hey, this is, you know, be thankful that people know who you are and want to be with you. But if you want to be with me, you can't be with them. Okay. Yeah. And so if you want to be with them, then we can't be together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not being brash about it, but hey, give me half your money and I'll move on down the road. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. And, and, and you can, you can, you know, live with one of those crazy people, but the bottom line is, I think, really communication, trust, acknowledgement between you guys. And then you need to kind of have a manifested conversation where you be honest about what you're comfortable with. So maybe it's they shut down social media for a little bit. Maybe it's they show you every time something stupid comes up. Because if they're showing it to you, they're not acting on it. Hiding it. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you chose, you chose to be in this world. In the sense that you knew your your guys were football players. So you knew what you were getting into. Mm-hmm. And this is just part of it. If you get connected to a man that doesn't have good character, doesn't have fidelity, doesn't is not a trusting person, you're probably with the wrong it's guy. It's going to sink without, sure. like, yeah. without a doubt. You have to be so strong-willed as an individual and as a couple. Like You really have to be... I mean, I don't even know, like, what word to, like, fill it with. I just, you have but, to be in it for the right reasons. Like, yeah. you can't. Yeah, that's the bottom line. You really because, do. yeah, if you're not, like, I'm not with Luke because he plays football. Like, you know, I'm with Luke for 
If you didn't play football, I'd still love him. What dreams do you guys have in your life after the NFL? Where do you want to live? What do you want to do? What kind of lifestyle do you want to have? What kind of career do you want to have? What kind of dreams do you have? I want to have a family. I mean, that will probably start before... <laughs> Hopefully, because we're going to have nice, long, long careers, long careers, but <laughs> I would like to start a family, I mean, a couple years down the road, but really when football's done, I feel like you can truly like settle and like know where this is like our home. You know, it's not, you wake up every day and are like, oh, are we going to be moving today? What's going to happen? You're not living that day today. Like you can truly like relax and breathe. I want to be back with my, my family, which will probably be Arizona. But I would love to just have like more family time with, you know, siblings and parents. And that's for Dylan's side too. I think it'd be awesome for us to be able to either like open up a facility or like some sort of training program. Just something that like you can do jointly. Obviously, we can't be out there playing <laughs> playing football with them. <laughs> That'd be tragic. But I think doing more things that are us. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I haven't really like truly I thought like we don't enough about, about that question. I yeah, that's like very surface we, level answer. <laughs> we we just I don't I really don't ever think about it. Like I think about now, and that's what I try to think about. But I don't know. Luke and our like our situation is a little different. Like I we have no idea where we're gonna. We talk we talk about it now. Where we're gonna live after if we have kids, and they they're gonna start going to school and say they're like eight years old. Like, do you want to move your kids? So Indiana might be home for forever. I mean, it's like a it's a battle. Like you don't know even like buying a house. Do you buy like yep. a house you're gonna just live in for a few years? Do you buy you know Do you invest in like that really nice home that you're gonna be in forever? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wreck when we're done, done. with football because like his family's in Pennsylvania, mine's in Virginia. So where will we move? I know that we're gonna want you know because our we're like fitness is is life for both yeah. of us too so i know we want to open up a gym a facility somewhere where i have no idea <laughs> we don't know where the right spot for that is either i don't know you can't like plan for it i was just about to say that i think that's something where you just take it when it happens you're like all right on to the next chapter what do we do yeah it's definitely. <laughs> and then you just start and no start idea. putting the pieces together but i don't think you can Really fully plan for it we're until gonna be, it happens. We're going to be picking up a lot of pieces when it's yeah. over. They're not going to know what to do. Well, one of the things I've seen is that players that have a very clear plan B. Mm-hmm. Okay, Plan A is football. Yes. And they have a crystal clear view of what they want to do when they're done. Their plan A goes away. It just, for some reason, it just goes away. Because they start spending too much time thinking about B in case A doesn't work out. And it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then all of a sudden you find you get sideswiped. You didn't think you were going to get cut. And then you get axed. Yeah. So I think it's perfectly fine to focus on plan A. Focus on football. You guys are smart. You guys both have your degrees. Yes. And it's like you guys have bright futures with or without football. But the longer your honey plays football, (laughs) the more financial security you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Luke has been cut one time. Mm-hmm. Dylan's never been cut. Dylan has never been cut. That's we're knocking on knocking, all that wood. Knocking on lots of wood. <laughs> and Luke just signed a nice contract, so he's got financial security at the moment. How do you deal with the pressures that they deal with in terms of potentially getting cut? Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I mean, I remember when Luke. I don't know. You just, I, it's scary. You don't know what it's to scary. do because I feel so bad for him because it's like... You're helpless. I mean, it's his whole life. He like doesn't want to get close to people. He doesn't want to... Because, you know, it's, it could go away the next day. And so, I don't even know what to tell anyone. I don't know how to talk anyone through that. You just got to go day by day and just... I mean, we're religious people, so always sticking to your faith. And that's kind of just how we got through it but it's definitely a tough a tough tough battle and they come they come from being like the all-stars so it's like a serious reality check for (laughs) for them but I mean we we got through it so we're at a different point now I don't know I mean 
you never know where tomorrow is going to take you. Even even with him signing a contract, yeah. right? Like, we could, it doesn't matter. Like, you you never know. It's a performance-based business. Yeah. And teams will, they're comfortable with dead money. If a player doesn't live up to his contract, they cut him in a New York second. Um, there's very, very few players in an NFL locker room that truly have job security. Yeah. Okay, you can have financial security and not have job security. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... When that when that carpet is pulled from under their feet, it's a huge identity check. Oh, I mean, they yes. have doubts. They they want to know what's going to happen in their future. I see that players go through internal hell during that time period when they could get cut. It's almost better to get cut when you didn't see it coming. For some reason, the organization decides to go in a different direction. And they tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, bring your playbook. And they, you know, clamp your locker. And yeah. Thanks, but no thanks. It absolutely sucks. It's a shock. But it doesn't hurt. Yeah, it's not mental. Like, yes. with this, it's like you, they feel like they can't, they're walking on eggshells because they don't want to ever make a mistake because they're worried that that's going to get me cut. So, what I've found is that guys that stress out about potentially getting cut mm-hmm. do. Not all the time, but most of the time. You almost have to have that mindset of, and I'm just going to go to work today. And I'm going to do yeah. everything I can. Coach doesn't like me. They don't think they think somebody else is better. And just go balls to the wall. Give it everything you got. Don't worry about failing. And most of the time, you're going to be successful. Yeah. Players have to psych themselves into thinking that, cut me if you want. Mm-hmm. I don't care. As opposed to, you know, coming home, freaking out at dinner. He's all stressed out you. because he thinks he's going to get cut. Yeah. Because yeah. the coach didn't look at him. Didn't talk to him, said something negative to him, pointed out in the film review that he screwed up. And all of a sudden, he's like, feels like he's on the hot seat. Yeah. If he processes that information that way and, and, and internalizes that pressure, he won't be able to perform the next day. So I think it's really important for significant others, if they can. You have to pump them up. You got to support yeah. them. Oh, yeah. You got to focus I mean, on the positive. Like, let's go to work today. Like, you know, you have to be that way. Or They're hype man. You have to be the hype man. Yeah. yeah like, you are, you're like the wingman. Like, yeah. it's, it's go time. You know, <laughs> wreck someone, to, whatever it is. Um, you have to be like that. Nobody else is assuring them that. <laughs> yeah. You have if you to don't, be If one. you don't have that confidence within yourself, and that's what I, I continuously told Dylan. I was like, you, like, but just whatever they need to, like, mentally be in that spot where they're like, yeah, I am that person. Like, I, I'm good, you know? Yeah. Because if not, it starts to manifest with all those negative thoughts, then you're losing sleep, and then you're just everything you pretty much have already touched on, Craig. Well, here's the thing I can tell you is that, Outside of the guys, the five or six guys that are making more than $10 million a year, and they've got multiple year contracts with guarantees still left on their future years. After that, anybody can get cut. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Now, common sense tells you that you know, if a guy's a starter, they sign him to a contract, they want him to, be, they want him to do well. They're not planning to get rid of him. He would have to do something really stupid or you know, really poor performance to get cut. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you look at a 90 man roster, mm-hmm. there's around 30 guys that are reasonably secure. There's 30 guys that are literally on the bubble mm-hmm. and there's 30 guys that are not making it. And those 30 guys are not making it. And Dylan was there at one point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luke was in that group at one point, but they survived it. Mm-hmm. There's guys every year, there's four or five guys out of that 30 every year that have great years and build careers, but they have to overcome that vibe that they're really not wanted, they're not needed, and they don't, they not, they're not game planning for them to be on the team. Mm-hmm. And then in the bubble stage, that's, I think, hardest because you know you should make it, you believe you should make it, you think you should make it, you're hoping you should make it, people are telling you you should make it, the media is planning you for you to make it, but you might not make it. And that usually happens right before you get paid because you either don't make it and you're out. Or you make it, and then you're really in. And you start moving into that top 30 group. Mm -hmm. So that's where Dylan's at right now. He's in that stage where he's in that bubble stage. Could go either way. Yes. It's probably maybe 90-10. But there's still some measure that he might not. Yeah. Fair? Fair. So I can tell you with all sincerity, with all the every 
honest sell I have on my body that it all starts with this, with these guys' mindsets. If they're positive, they believe in themselves, they, they maintain that passion for the game, and their lifestyle matches up with their belief and their passion, they're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It's when they stop believing or they start like hating the game because it's not giving back to them what they're putting in, or they start sabotaging themselves with their lifestyle. They stop eating clean. They stop getting their sleep. They stand up playing Fortnite, right? I know Dylan plays that. <laughs> you know what? Luckily, since we've moved into our house, he has not played it. But he cut himself up. He stopped playing it last year after football season started because he'd be like, what time is it? And I'm like, you've been playing that stupid game for an hour and a half. And seriously, Xbox is not even hooked up at the house anymore. Mm-mm. I, I nixed that one. I took an executive so move there. <laughs> I was literally on the couch taking, trying to take a nap, and he's, he's playing, playing his game, and I'm like, "What are when you she playing? Came to visit. Yeah. What is this?" Uh, oh no. So here's the deal: if your if your man is ever playing video games more than he's hanging out with you, just like give him your ring back <laughs> and say, "Hey, maybe you want to marry that controller." Okay? That video game because. <laughs> Um, Any dude that's got a beautiful wife like you guys shouldn't be playing video games. Okay, I'm just telling you. Oh, thank you. you I'll pass that along. Okay. I'll pass that along for sure. Right. You know, with all the fierce competition for these guys, and I'm talking about women competing for these NFL players, and there's several of them that are already spoken for, and you have two of them. What's it like in the family room? What's it like after games? What's it like at team social events where the wags show up, okay, <laughs> the wives and girlfriends, and what kind of relationship do you have with other significant others of players on the team? Yeah. So that <laughs> is like, I mean, walking in, I remember going to like my first game and going into the family section, and it's like, it was almost awkward because no one... It's just a business. Like, no one talks to each other, really. I mean, and every team's probably different. And, you know, our team's way different now. This is just when I first, you know, three years ago. And it was just like, you're almost, it's so intimidating because there's no one, like I said, there's no one to talk to. There's no, like, I'm at a game by myself and all, you see, like, you can connect, like, that's my wife, that's someone's girlfriend or whatever but no one like it's like everyone's scared to talk to each other <laughs> and I remember my very first game too I, I vividly remember it yeah going down to the family room afterwards and just being like I was Ooh. just like what is this I felt like I felt like I was walking into first grade again yeah or, you know and I was like well I don't have my mom I don't have it was a, like a preseason game I but I mean it's just kind of funky and I don't know if it's because sadly the way the business is people get filtered out but at the end of the day, there are, I don't know how many women, you know, are with players or aren't with players. But at the end of the day, there's at least, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 yeah. women who are in the same boat that we're in. And for the Texans, like, I could probably easily count on one hand, a couple fingers, like, who I would even consider to be, like, close with. Same, um, yeah. It's, just not, I, it's like, just not what I thought it would be like. Yeah. And there's everybody has like different desires and interests and what they fill their time with, I guess. Uh, I am one for a nice good workout, a good meal, a margarita or two. <laughs> and I just, I it was kind of hard. It was really hard. Still is. But to find to find good connections and stuff. And that's not that's not saying anything for the other woman, but it's just. I expected everybody to kind of be like me or me to, you know, it'd just be easier and it's really difficult, but I don't know how it's like for well, you guys. Just, I mean, but... it's like, it's like you talk about living. So you have, so you move here. So for me, my yeah. experience, everyone's is different, but I moved here to be with Luke, moved to the city. I have no friends. I know no one, you know, so you think that this is going to be like a family, like you're walking into, I think about, I played sports my whole life, you know? You know, it's like we're a team. Everyone's in this together. It is so opposite of that, that it's like everyone's out for themselves, which is... But you do have your few. Like, I mean, I, yeah. have, a, I have a handful now that... I mean, like, one of my friends just... Le- like, even for us, too, like, we have to worry about our friends leaving. Like, that's one of my... Happens. I would consider her, like, 
there, God had a plan when he put, <laughs> when he sent me to Indiana and sent her to Indiana. Like we were meant to be, you met her, she's at our wedding. Um, but, and she just moved. So now I'm like, literally like, what am I going to do when I go to a game? Because these girls, you know, it's just not, it's not what you think that it's going to be like. Like you, like you're living, all of you are living your life every day. Like, you know, that all of these girls are doing the same thing that you're doing. They're sitting at, not sitting at home, but they're at home, you know, doing whatever yeah, during yeah. the day. And it's like, I think to myself all the time, like, this would be so much more fun if we were all doing this together. What's like, the, why are we all... Why? The crazy thing, here's something that I really noticed. And I was very reserved my first year because it, it was just so much change come from college and sports and 19 credit hours you know it to like nothing so I was just like super reserved but now that we're like going on our third year I've started talking to a lot of the other women who um are on the team and I'll be like you know do you do you guys like go and eat somewhere before a, a game like do you guys tailgate before a game no but we would love to well I go with you know Dylan's family or my family if they're there and I'm like we should really work at. Everybody wants to be closer, but it's like nobody wants to make a move. The women need it's weird. like an organization. They need to help figure this thing out because yeah. it's not figured Is out. Is it like right that now. for you guys? Yeah, it's the same way. Yeah. It's like we have, which we have Nicole Andrew Luck, which she's Nicole yeah. Luck now. She does every like she has planned everything. You know, she planned events for us to do and different things that way everyone could meet each other and. Like, that was great, but it's like, what are we going to do if Nicole doesn't do that? Because she just does it because she wants to. Like, and not know. all teams not all teams are like that. We've got it's brutal. a really, a really <laughs> close um, couple to Dylan and I. Uh, actually, they did get cut, but we stayed in like, contact with them and still hang out with them to this day. They're still in Houston. But sh- they were previously with, I want to say, the Oakland Raiders. And... She loved the women there. They had a tight-knit group. They did, like, potlucks in the parking lot before games. And, like, we're very close, which I I truly think it's just team to team. It's different. But if I could, like, make a recommendation, you know, I think that all of the women need to be almost, like, pushed. Like, pushed we're doing together. this. Like, this is what's happening because we're like a team everybody too. wants it. Yeah. yeah, we're like a team, too, yeah. and that's... I think it's important for the guys, too. So, Brooke and Eric. Like, Eric and Luke are now, like, they love each other. And it's like, y'all never would have been friends if it wasn't for Brooke and I. Like, y'all became friends because of us. So, it's like, they need it, too. Well, I think there's a couple thoughts on that. One is that there's different dynamics, certainly, for all 32 teams. Mm -hmm. But ironically, the only people that can really identify with what these players are going through, the pressures, the highs, the lows, the injuries the media scrutiny is you guys, right? Mm -hmm. But here's what's going on with you guys. You have some that are married that are going to stay married. Some are married and are on their way out. Some are married and have multiple kids and might even have several in school age. Mm -hmm. All different places in life. Then you've got the girlfriend that's positioning, but two weeks ago it was a different girlfriend and two weeks from now it's going to be a different girlfriend. So you really don't want to make real good friends with that girl because you don't know how long she's going to be around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that kind of breeds a environment where you really don't trust each other. And then inevitably on an NFL team roster, it's not perfect harmony in the locker room. Mm-hmm. The dude that's backing up thinks he should be starting. The guy that's starting is thinking the coaches are trying to play the guy that's backing him up. The guy they just drafted. There's always a sometimes it's a healthy tension. But sometimes it's over the top tension. Well, so as a as a player, you want to get away from that. So, like in a normal workforce, you kind of like go play golf in the golf league, play softball team, go have some beers on a Saturday night. You do things together. And then if I was, sometimes you don't, because you're reminded of the 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 mental issues you're dealing with, the team issues you're dealing with, the depth chart issues you're dealing with, the financial issues you're dealing with, because they're paying him more than they're paying you, and you think you're a harder worker and more valuable than he is. And is that a guy you really want to go out to dinner with? Yeah. Okay. And you almost don't want your girl to become friends with her girl, with his girl, because you don't want to hang out with him, even though your boy's with them. It's a settle cycle. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Right. So I think it's a very complicated dynamic. 
And there's no question from year to year, because there's about 23 players on average every year that change on a 53-man roster. So with that kind of turnover, once, and the reason why Luke may not want to like know everybody on the team is because he doesn't know which ones are going to still be there. Yeah. So what I see is I see, a, I see two different rhythms. One is when we have 90 people on the roster during the off-season OTAs and during training camp, there's a different relationship in the locker room by and between all the players. And it changes when it goes to 53. At least for four or five months, I think these guys are going to be around. And so the relationships get better. Mm-hmm. Fair? Yeah. Yeah. And I then inevitably, the one that you make friends with, her husband ends up leaving. Yeah. And so it, then you start it all over again. Yeah. So it's almost easier to meet somebody at the gym or meet somebody at the hair salon or somewhere else that you know is stable. <laughs> that when your honey's out on a road trip and you're looking for somebody to go do something with, at least you know she, you know her husband's not getting fired. Well, I mean, I think that that is key. Like, you have to have people outside of it because, like, even with the girls, like, it's all... Like, you can... Sometimes you feel like money brackets. Like, you know, everyone, like, knows how much you... And, like, it's brutal. Like, they'll yeah. be like, oh, oop, yeah. you're not in my... You're not in my yeah. league here. You know, stuff like that. And it's like, it you... It keeps you... <laughs> It's like nice balance, to, have, to have people break. outside, yeah. like right now, because that's all that we're hanging out with is people that we have outside of football. And it's like, it, it gets you to, you can live like a normal life. Yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for uh, being guests on Pro Mindset. I've certainly had great relationships with a lot of the significant others of my clients. And you guys are two of my favorites. And I think that, <laughs> you know, I, I really do. My challenge to you guys is this. Be great spouses, help your honey chase the dream, enjoy the journey, and know that at some point in time, this chapter in your life is going to be over, and cherish every minute of it, because you'll see it once your honey's done. It's a hard transition. It really is a hard transition. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pro Mindset. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Five stars, of course. You can follow us on our website, promindsetpodcast.com, or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at promindsetpodcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you the next time. Clean Choice Energy lets you see the impact you can have in fighting climate change by switching to clean electricity. With our advanced clean energy impact statements, you see the environmental benefits your choice has. Visit cleanchoice.com slash podcast to see the difference. Sometimes you take a little bite and life goes ahead and gives you a whole pickle slice. Thank you, life. And sometimes you spend $5 or more and the McDonald's app gives you 20% off the whole order. That means you can get a McCrispy and a quarter pounder with cheese and a new lemonade and still save. Thank you, McDonald's app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. <laughs> oh, turn it up. Here we go. Up here with your crew winning awesome view. Everything that love stack right in front of you. Got your icon pass, powder slash it. 50 plus destinations. Speaking of, did you get your icon pass yet, Sean? I'm on iconpass.com dropping in right now. Wow. From just $2.59 adult, everyone knows you get the best price in the spring. Yeah, that's the good stuff. Okay, done. So pass the good stuff. Yeah, it's the good stuff. Woo! Hurry in during Ram Truck Month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.